Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rooted Deep, a podcast featuring Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. Hey everybody, and welcome to Rooted Deep. I am here with Reba Bowman, um, but we wanted to come to you today and just talk a little bit about, give you an update about what's going on in the ministries, as well as maybe some things, how we've personally been challenged as we're stepping into these new exciting um, options, new exciting ministries and uh, opportunities, and then some lessons we've learning about ourselves. And I thought uh, this would be a good chance to for, for everybody out there to hear what's going on. There's, there's so many exciting things going on um, in Darefamore, not only stateside, but in Guatemala. And then there's a few new things uh, happening at Mercy Workshop in the Dominican Republic. So we are just going to kick it off today, just asking Reba to start. She's going to ju- uh, jump in and give us a little update, and then we're going to talk to her about how how Darefamore has changed just in the last few years as we've added, as you've added the Guatemala component. So Reba, you know, jump in. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's been, it's been wild. It has been a wild ride. So we've been uh, two years kind of in some new endeavors, um, which really started years ago. Um, But we're just, you know, I think, I think one thing that I know we're not supposed to start with a lesson, but I do think this is kind of a good overall theme. I think everything is a process. You know, very few things in life happen, just bam, they happen. Uh, no process, instantaneous, boom, there it is. Yeah. Uh, just very few things in life happen that way. And um, so if you, you know, if you're a friend of Dare for More or if you know who we are, um, then, you know, you've kind of been tracking with us as we've kind of progressed and, and expand and just adding little pieces to kind of expand what I think now is probably a, a really great picture of who we are. But uh, women, women uh, ministering to women um, in the U.S., you know, traveling, speaking, teaching, I still do that. I love that. I, that's what I have spent a lot of the last eight weeks doing yeah. uh, is just I've been on the road. I've been speaking at women's conferences. Mm. I've been speaking at events. And um, down, you know, down deep at my core, I think if if somebody said we have to take everything and we can only leave you with one thing, what would the one thing you would be left with doing? I I think I would choose teaching. Mm. Uh, I think that's what I would choose. I really, there's just something yeah. that I love about um, getting with women and getting with people and getting into God's word and talking about how it changes your life, struggling through the realities of, you know, where we, how, how we grow. Because growth is always a little painful. It, it's always a little rugged. It's never really beautiful or pretty in any way. Um but there's just such beauty in the process. Again, that that word coming back again. So I think that that's mm-hmm. really what I love, and that's what I've been doing the last six eight weeks. I've been uh, everywhere, um, just uh, getting a chance to do that with women. But while I'm there, one of the new things I get to do is everywhere I go, we get to uh, set up tables of products, and we get to share what's happening as we tell stories of the lives of the women that hopefully we're having an opportunity to impact in Guatemala. Uh, so, you know, as we two years ago started, uh, opened up uh, the process of opening up there for more Guatemala, that is an official entity now. And we're working there and God is blessing. Things are happening. We're excited as we work with women who are in crisis in due to poverty, abuse and human trafficking. So um, so we've kind of married yeah. these two. We've brought a merger of what we did stateside for for, you know, 20 some years now. 
and what we've done, what, you know, the little things we began to do globally. Now we've just brought this merger together. And so now it's just hopefully this really pretty picture of women. I'm sharing and helping women in their own chair and in their own town and in their own, you know, event, and then giving them an opportunity to turn back and say, hey, I can help another woman and help her along her journey and help her along her story. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. and so it's a really cool thing to watch how the two things are happening um, and working really well together. Yeah, I think that's I think it's great that um, we've we talk so much about maybe Dare from Work Guatemala, but at the heart of what Dare from Work is is this, like you said, this speaking and engaging with women um, or in churches in the United States. But what is one of the goals, like at the end of the conference or at the end of, you know, you've spoken to a group of women in the States at a church. I know you were just at my home church a few year, uh, a few weeks ago. Um, what is one of the things that you want these women to take away, to step out? Okay, that was a great message by Reba. That was, you know, I enjoyed, you know, get and get what, what do you want their next step to be? Yeah, you know, honestly, I want them to take one. Uh, you know, I, I don't necessarily know what that next step is. Mm. <laughs> I just know that I actually want them to take one. Uh, I think too many times we're absorbers yeah. of truth. We're like little sponges. We absorb a truth. We absorb uh, a, something that we know in our minds. We clearly know I need to do something about this. I want my life to be different in this area or in this way. But then we walk away and within 10 to 15 minutes of stepping out of that moment, you know, that moment, we are moving on to something Mm -hmm. else. We've we've uh, pushed that back in our minds. And even though it may cycle around a couple of times, we continually just shove it to the side. Um, And I think, you know, one of the things that dare for more just in the simple name of our ministry, you know, that what does that mean? Dare for more, you know, well. I want women or whoever I'm talking to, whether it be college students or groups of leaders or whatever, whatever, you know, environment I might be sitting in. I want you to walk away with something that you can do something with, whether it's a tool that you added to your tool belt or whether it's just a, you know what I need. This is, I now know the way to make this change. And so for me, what do I want them to do? I want them to actually start. (laughs) You know, start and take that next step. What is that next yeah. step for you? Go take it. Because I think that's many times, it's right. not that we don't know what to do. It's just, we're not doing it. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely true. And that's, um, that's kind of where I found my life in the last, um, in the last few months. But where is Dare for More right now in Guatemala? Like what process are you, are you in? Uh, what's kind of give us some exciting, um, I know you've got stuff going on. So give us a little uh, clue as to what, you know, where, where DFM Guatemala is right now. Yeah. So we're, we're two, we just celebrated two years in Guatemala. So, and a lot has happened in two years, mm-hmm. much more than we could dream of. Uh, we got our nonprofit paperwork. So right. we're now an, an official NGO in Guatemala. Um, we, we, we just, uh, like two weeks ago, the purchase of the land uh, became final. And so we now um, own uh, property there in Guatemala um, and actually two pieces of property. One piece of property has already has buildings on it and already has a home on it that is going to become the safe house. Um, it already has uh, facilities and so forth on it that we will be trans will, will be kind of transforming, if you would, over the next you know year or so, so that it's going to become more and more and more uh, what we want to envision it to be. And so there's really some 
fantastic opportunities for us ahead of us there. But what we're actually doing, you know, we our model is two things. One is safe house. The other is women's training centers. So the women's training centers have been rolling uh, almost honestly since we hit the ground. Uh, as soon as we got our NGO paperwork, mm -hmm. we started rolling with women's training centers. So being able to either through the baking program to go into villages, which we have done, we've already had several, I think we've had over six graduates now from our baking program. Um, and this is just a really cool way to connect with women that are in crisis. And, yeah. you know, sometimes there's flags. Um, somebody throws a flag in the community and says, this woman is really hurting. There's massive problems going on here. And it's how do we reach those women? Well, a, a great way to reach them is with a basket of food, and an opportunity to learn a new skill. And those are the ways that we kind of yeah. say hello. And during that 12-week mm -hmm. program or 16-week program, whatever it ends up being, we end up pouring into those women, um, teaching them the skill of baking. They bake cakes. They do donuts. They do all kinds of things that are not common in their culture. And then they sell those things by the slice in their village so they can afford to take care of their children and feed their families. And through all of that, uh, we have an opportunity then to pour into them spiritually, to pour into them, you know, holistically is really our, our key thing is holistic. We, we, we yeah. want to meet physical needs, spiritual needs. We want to meet, we want to speak to them where they're emotionally at, mentally at, educationally, you know, so we're looking to kind of look at that whole woman and say, how can we help you in every area of your life? Take that, take some important steps. Um, and so, you know, that program is going fantastic. Yeah. Uh, it really is. It's really going well. Then another part of that program is the sewing program. And if you've been on our website, you have seen the you've seen the outpours of that. Uh, the baking program, you don't get mm -hmm. to see unless you go. But the sewing program, you get to see the products of that. So if you go on our website, our website has really changed a lot at our store over the last six months. So all of a sudden, there's these gorgeous leather bags. We've got a brand new spring line of bags, our summer spring line of bags, which are just so cute. I carry one all the time and I love it. I get compliments everywhere I go. So, oh my gosh, where'd you get that bag? But it's just this really beachy bag feel, um, which you will really love. And um, we've got those out. And then we've got the coffee, which, you know, we're just getting rave reviews on our coffee. So we've just got all kinds of things going. And all of this is about helping women, uh, whether it's buying coffee or getting a bag or you know, uh, a wallet or something like that. All of it is about, okay, this is helping a, another woman. And uh, we, we believe the products are beautiful. They're not, yeah. they're not, oh, oh, we feel so sorry for you. So let us buy something. <laughs> you know, it's not that way at all. These are gorgeous products. No. And uh, so that is going well. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're having the opportunities to expand those programs. So that's huge prayer request for us right now is that we look to, you know, okay, how do we grow? Uh, we've started but you can only handle yeah. so much. Right. So you've got to kind of pace yourself through that. So that's, that's, right. you know, it's been exciting yeah. to watch how that's mm -hmm. all happened. Um, and then of course this, we've got a summer filled with teams on the ground. So we've got churches on the ground, women on the ground. We've got all kinds of people, construction groups going to be on the ground. So we've got all kinds of teams that are going to be on the ground all summer and all fall. Um, you know, just giving people a chance to come and see and, and get involved. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's seeing and rolling up your sleeves, which right. is a really cool thing. So that's, I mean, that sounds so awesome. And you've just taken us on a whirlwind of everything that's happening in Guatemala. And I've got to say, I have one of the bags um, and it is now my, it is now my go-to 
it barely, it barely fits. It fits my laptop, but I've added my sketch pad and all my colored pencils and my iPad and my phone and my keys. And so I might need to go back uh, to dare for more and I need something maybe a teeny bit larger, or I need to get a new bag for art supplies because uh, you know, but there, it's a beautiful bag and it's, and it's holding up quite well. But, um, but I wanted to ask you, Reba, personally, what are this, this last two years, and I know you celebrated, you know, two years in Guatemala, these last two years, what are some ways, you know, maybe a, a challenge that you've, you've faced and a lesson you've learned during this time as you've, as the Lord has kind of really expanded your horizons? Yeah, you know, I think there there are truckloads. To be honest with you, there are so many lessons I could say that I've learned. Uh, I mean, honestly, we could take like four hours to tell you all the things I've learned. But let me, I'll just give you the two biggies, uh, because or two two that I think are at the moment biggies. Um, and I think one is that, and this is going to sound so clicheish because uh, because the song, even when you don't see him working, he's working. And and I realize we sing that in the song. You know, and uh, we say that, and it sounds very cliche-ish, but um, what I feel like it's important for us to understand is God is teaching me that sometimes I'm feeling like, okay, are, you know, are you, what's going on? You know, uh, this is not the way I saw this work. This, yeah. this is not how I saw this falling out. Nothing is how I saw it falling out, right? So it's like, yeah, you know, being really willing to surrender your ideas and your ways mm-hmm. and your thoughts and uh what you thought it was going to work out very little has worked out the way we originally thought it was going to work out uh very little and yet it's all working out great and yeah. so i think just being surrendered to agendas and surrendered to to your thing um and it doesn't mean that god doesn't give you good ideas i think he does you know it's like Okay, well, what I got, I thought you gave me this idea. He's like, yeah, I, I did give you that idea. I just didn't give you all the details. So right. I think that's one lesson that I think I've learned. And I think that's a practical life lesson. It's not just a life, it's not a lesson just about starting a ministry in Guatemala. It's just a life lesson, I think, for all of us. It's just, you know, God is working and, and I, I might not see what he's doing. And it might not look like I thought it was going to look like. But it doesn't mean it's not going to turn out good. And uh, just being patient and. Uh, stepping into right. that. And then I think leaning into uncomfortable and leaning in and being okay with I'm not mm. enough, I think is important. Because uh, these are lessons God has taught yeah. me. Um, you're not yeah. enough. You are so not enough. This, what we want to accomplish and what you want to do, it outsources you. It out, it out strengthens, it's out, it's stronger than you, bigger than you. Yeah, in every way, there's no, there's nothing that you actually come to the table and feel like it's significant. You know, and there's there's not one area right now in Guatemala that I right. feel like I, oh yeah, I can come to the table and I significantly impact this area. No, not at all. <laughs> so it's like, mm-hmm. all right, Lord, yeah, um, you know, you're you're gonna have to do this. And I think that's a scary, right. at least for me, it was now, maybe for some people that's not scary at all, but for me, it was super scary because somewhere in my mind, I believe it somewhere in my processes, I actually thought that, okay, God was going to, you know, give me everything I needed. And then I was going to show up and be able to deliver. And I, I thought it was coming from God. I just thought he was going to yeah. jump it into me first. And then it was going to come out the other way. And what I'm learning is no, not necessarily. God doesn't give it to me at all. Sometimes it's just showing up, being faithful, walking into scary, you know, trying to be brave and courageous in places you don't feel brave or courageous, just keeping 
you know, stepping into places like that, hard places, and being okay with that, leaning into being uncomfortable with the, those things. And all of a sudden, you know, it is, it's faith. Yeah. Um, and God supplies the the people yeah. or he supplies the the need. He supplies the this or the that or the other. And, you know, and it's simple ways and it's big ways uh, of being able just to, okay, what do you need right now? Uh, and how can I, how can I step into that and make that better? So uh, I think those are two things, lessons that are, you know, and it probably four or five, I wrapped up into two there, but I think things that God is teaching me about, about doing this, you know, it's just, just show up, lean into hard and, mm-hmm. and lean into scary and lean into these things and, and know he's working when you can't see things, God gets you through and yeah. he does yeah. what he's going to do every single time. So I think those are some things yeah. I'm learning in this process of this new adventure in Guatemala. And that, I mean, that's exciting. It just reminds me of what Elizabeth, wasn't it Elizabeth Elliot who used to say, just do the next thing or do the next right thing. I think thing. it was Elizabeth or, Elliot. You know, yeah, sometimes we do. want to know the path months oh, and yeah. years in it. Yeah. Oh yeah. And we don't. And no, we, we want to say, know. we want to know the whole path, but I, you know, I don't know what's going to happen like in two hours, really, you know, because things, because the ministry is changing and anytime you work with people and, and, uh, we just came through American mother's day. Um, just, you know, it's, and Dominican mother's day was just recently and all of these, you know, and you think, and I, I'm not a mother, but sometimes I feel like, you know, I understand this whole um, you never know what's going to come out of these kids' mouths. You never know what's going to come out of the women's mouths. You never, you come yep. home and you're like, oh, what's going to happen next, you know? And so I think, yeah. but, um, the faith step of just do the next thing, which is obeying the next, you know, in the next step. So that's exciting mm-hmm. stuff, Reba, really, honestly, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited about, hopefully I'll be able, I'll be on one of these new trips, you know, that yes. you guys are planning in the next few months. Cause I'm, I can't wait to see, can't wait to see it in Guatemala happening. Yeah, you know what I think is so cool is that we're able to, you guys are kind of speaking into what we're doing. And that is so cool for us because we feel like uh, as friends and partners for so long in kind of, you know, just trying to be, do whatever's needed, whatever that looked like. Um, And now you guys are, you know, being able to say, okay, wait a minute, we know some things you don't know about where you're going. So let us help you, which is fantastic. I love that concept of just being able to come alongside other people and say, how can we help and how can we be a part? And it's cool to watch Mercy kind of come alongside now and do the same thing for us, which has been, you know, which has been encouraging. Uh, And it's not as scary uh, because, you know, I know if it gets really, you know, if things get crazy, I can always call you and you're going to give me some uh, tidbit of something, another that's going to get me through. Other than that, you're going to laugh at me, which, you know, is good either way. So yeah, it's good. But you guys, you it's guys both hands. It really yeah, is just both no, hands. It is. But you guys have been doing a lot of. Di- I mean, you guys are kind of different. I mean, and moving in a direction too. I know for years you've had this vision, and you've kind of been in the weight of things. But now you guys are starting to see things really happen and change. So I mean, that's exciting too. So you need to share a little bit about where you guys are at right now with Mercy. Yeah. Um. Mercy. You know- now, Mercy started uh, over, over 12 years ago, and it was a work recovery program. It was just really started out as just understanding the women are being exploited uh, and trafficked. And they, you know, since they were kids and coming into the, to the, and giving them a job. And within that job, it's going to be their, you know, the recovery, the counseling 
housing and all of that. But then we started seeing the need for residential. We started seeing the need for more hands-on addiction recovery. We needed, you know, and and mm-hmm. and the and the streets, uh, human uh, human trafficking and sexual exploitation has changed over the last decade. You know, with the right. advent of um, of technology, uh, you mm-hmm. know, and just just the 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 landscape of Dominican tourism, the landscape it just and it's so it's different now than even when it was. You know, when we first stepped you know stepped out on the streets, and so we've done in the last few in the last couple of years. But we've always for the last few years we've always wanted to do residential. Mm-hmm. We've always seen the need for some of these women to be more. Uh, just 24/7 care or just be in a in a quiet place and um and it's interesting because even a couple of years ago when we wanted to when we still we still want to build out on the prop or we still want to build right beside the church right in downtown we want to build our you know our tiny village for the women to have their own apartments that's still a dream but in the meantime in this waiting period we decided to just open up the home that god had given us a few years ago and it's outside of town and it's it's quiet mm-hmm. and all you hear sometimes is you hear music from a way far away village you hear some cows and some goats and um and then you just hear quiet and so mm-hmm. the last few months we've stepped into a residential uh, the residential component of mercy and at first I was like, oh, that's, I'm such a city girl. Cause I'm like, I don't want to go out of town. I don't know. I don't want to make that drive. But every time I drive out to the property that it's really, because the, the property is about 15 minutes outside of town and right. it's your drive through miles of, of sugar cane. And then you come out to our, you know, our property, which is called vision land and the Lifehouse girls home is on the property. Um, there's some caretakers and then the Paloma house, which is our house that we've had for a while is now open um, for our residents. And we just got our second resident um, a few weeks ago. And the community that has been created out there by the women helping each other, we've even had women from Mercy also go and visit and even mm-hmm. um, do some hands-on afternoon staffing. And But I think one of the most important things, our first resident that, that came in just a few months ago, um, she she came to me one day and she she pulled me into the room. She was the only resident that we had at the time. She pulled me into the room and she had actually measured with her hands. She had just measured here, here, and here. She looked at me and she's like, there's room for three more beds in here. So we need to help more women. Mm. I want to help them. And and her um her desire to say, we need to get more people need to experience what I'm experience, experiencing, which is just tranquility mm-hmm. um a, a chance to breathe because if anybody has has visited san pedro it's loud it's hot there's people moving everywhere there's motorcycles not just all over the roads there's motorcycles up on the sidewalks and there's right. motorcycles cutting through your you know and and right. so there's just it's it, then when you get out to the property and you sit and you and you do an art you know um an art project with a resident who has had just everything jumbled in her mind and in her heart and we just kind of move these watercolors mm-hmm. around the paper and we calm down right. it's been actually more therapeutic for me than it has <laughs> I mean my, not more but it has been yeah. so therapeutic um just to be like okay we're gonna take a break from and I think you know because Mercy Jewelry has been trucking along making jewelry sure. we make jewelry we go to I go to the workshop more you know and we have tasks we've got production that we need to get out. We've got orders, we've got all of this. And then 
And so that's a really exciting component of what Mercy Workshop is. And that's very, and there's, there's girls learning to sew and there's girls taking classes and there's, there's women in counseling and there's women sitting with. And so, and right now we, we're serving 12 women in the work recovery program, which mm-hmm. is, that's the, that's, uh, that's the biggest we've been in a very long time. Um, the most women we've helped, but once you've at two 30, everybody goes home, everybody does their thing. And then I take the residents out to, out to the property. And then we just kind of lay out on the table. We lay out all our art supplies. Um, and we do some, we just do some, what we call neurographic art, which is just drawing lines and pushing paint around paper and not thinking about it, but just kind of relaxing. We talk at the same time, but then if it's Elizabeth's turn, she gets everybody outside and they either play wiffle ball or softball. And so there's, there's, um, so everybody, every staff member that goes out there has kind of a different, um, a different specialty. So when, Mm -hmm. you know, when the Omanis goes out there, she let, they lay out a blanket in the shade and they just sit and talk or just they're quiet outside on the grass, mm-hmm. which is so healing. Uh, if you just, you know, know about just putting your bare feet on grass or just lay, you know, just touching the earth um, is just very grounding for somebody who's just been emotionally um, distraught. And so then we've got, and we've got teachers that go out there and counselors that, that go out there. So there's such a community of women helping women. Um, and, but I cannot, the one thing that it's helped me in the last few weeks is it's just been so healing for me to have another, a new aspect of the ministry that's been calming because mm-hmm. I get to the workshop and I'm trying to make a ton of jewelry, as much jewelry as we can, cause we got to sell jewelry cause we got to support the ministry and, you know, and, um, but this faith of God's going to take care of us. We're mm-hmm. going to, we've got a plantain. We're going to cook tonight and we've got some mango trees that are, they're giving fruit. And, um, and it's, it's very therapeutic just for me. I've really, mm-hmm. so I'm, I mean, I'm sure the women are kind of being helped because I can see some changes, but boy, yeah. I can see some changes in me, like, like nobody's business. So it's been exciting. Oh, that's really cool. Cause I think, uh, you know, we talk about the noise a lot of times and and it's not just women in crisis that um, have to deal with the noise, but I think there's probably women listening that um, there's a lot of noise in their life, whether it's, you know, jobs or the house or the kids or, you know, whatever it is. Uh, and then also we also add to the noise many times by trying to add more pieces uh, to it. And I think, you know, it's, it's a good, that's a good thing, a thought for all of us. That there's just times I think healing can come in uh, sometimes just in silence and in quiet and in peace and finding those moments uh, for the women. So I think that's just, yeah. you know, that's fantastic. Uh, so I know that you've learned some things. You kind of alluded to that just a minute ago uh, as it's a little bit tranquil for you. But I mean, what are some lessons, some challenges, you know, for you as you've kind of walked through these changes? Because you've, I mean, there's been a lot of changes that you know you're processing and still are processing through so what's what's been some things that you've kind of come come away with uh i gotta tell you i really think that our james bible study came at an excellent time because when we were studying and preparing for that and giving um and giving uh, you know doing the the podcast um that was when the mercy workshop was experiencing some some exponential growth as far as they were all it's went from three women to eight women to now 12 you know just in Mm -hmm. in in just a few weeks and so the sitting down and hearing 
um, these important lessons, even about the lesson about favoritism and the lesson about controlling my tongue and the lesson, I mean, especially the lesson about um, asking for wisdom. Mm -hmm. Um, Those James lessons really came at a good time as the ministry grew uh, for me to stop and say, Hey, hang on a minute. And, and I added a door to my office. Cause I always wanted this open door and like anybody can walk in, but I went ahead and added a door. It's just a sliding barn door, um, onto my office that I've slid that door shut and I've gotten down on my knees and just prayed for wisdom. Cause I'm like, I need wisdom in the next five minutes, Jesus, please. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I have my devotions this morning, but I'm going to need, I'm going to need, and just knowing that the promise, you know, just the promise is there. So I think even those simple lessons of, like I said, um, just, you know, not showing, not showing esteem to one and not another or not, yep. you know, favoring one or it, those lessons were really important as I made decisions um, that, and then understanding that James, you know, was written for community and there was always lessons about community and sitting down with my staff and saying, Hey, here's what I'm thinking. What is everybody else thinking? And then listening and talking, um, has been, uh, has been really helpful as we make these decisions, because right now, every woman that we work, we have, we have so many women in our workshop, but they're all in, we've got four different stages of recovery. Mm-hmm. So some are just beginning. Some are in, you know, starting, some are doing the work process, some are in mm-hmm. addiction recovery. I mean, so we've got, we've got women all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, understanding that each woman is an individual and, and needs to be treated, you know, toward her needs, but needing that, that wisdom, that James promised wisdom in the background has been really, um, had, was, it was a really good, I think that study came at a good time because I, I really listened to every lesson and I've been, in, I've been employing that every day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, that was, I thought the same as such a good, such a good study and a timely study, uh, just great reminders. So, you know, I know we, we talk about, you talk about jewelry, I talk about bags and we talk about different things that our ministry is making. And maybe there's probably somebody listening, Allie, who is like, okay, what's the deal with all this stuff? Um, you know, and I think sometimes it's important to remind people the why behind the what, you know, why are these things important? And I definitely, I want you to speak into that as you talk a little bit about the jewelry, because I think one of the things that is important as we, as we think about you making jewelry, our women making bags or coffee or whatever that looks like is that why, why do we do that? Why is it important that we do that? You know, what, why, why is that an important component? And maybe there's people who want to know the answer to that question. Um, so you want to give that, a, yeah. give that a go, Allie, and talk about a little bit about why, why is it important yeah. that we do what we do in that area? When we first started the ministry and I first had a, had a burden for women out on the streets that were being prostituted or had been exploited or trafficked, um, I, I, I was told by a mentor in ministry, you can't just go out there and say, hey, stop what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Jesus loves you. You know, <laughs> th- those two things were that she understanding mm-hmm. she needs to feed her family. That was mm-hmm. the first few women that we spent time with were, were they were selling their bodies or their bodies were being sold because that's the only way they knew how to provide for their families. And so. So the jewelry was the first thing we did was make, start teaching them how to make jewelry that we could sell because they needed to go ahead and bring home food that they had earned in an honored and dignified way. And that was the very first thing that Mercy ever started 
was because we needed to go out and say, instead of saying, hey, depart, be warmed and filled, we say, here, here's a tool in your hand. Here's something that you can do to to feed your family. The residual benefit that I didn't realize um, is still coming to fruition even today because the women, they would, they, like I've said before, they, 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 they were out on the streets all night long. Their kids were in bed asleep. They would come home and then their kids would go off to school and then they would fall asleep. And so one of the women had was that we are, we were never awake at the same time our children were awake. And so when all of a sudden they had daytime hours from eight to 12 or eight to two thirty, which is what our hours are, then they go home at the same time, their kids go home from school. Then all of a sudden they have time with their children, which they didn't have before. And so that was, a, and so now they actually have a chance to mothers and to communicate, not just provide the physical needs, but also those emotional needs and, and spending time with their kids. And uh, one of our women, other day I asked her I said how was that you know how was your day yesterday and she was like oh it was the most boring school program I've ever seen in my life I had to sit there for two hours waiting for my girl to come on stage and do her little poem um and and I was just we were laughing because right. but at the same time she's like at the end of the day she said it's so important for my daughter to know that I was there because I've never been there before because I was always asleep I could never, Mm -hmm. I was never awake at this time. She's like, oh, I was, she's like me and the other parents were just sitting there. When is our kid going to come on? They're just, they're annoyed and kind of bored, you know, at the school program. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, she's interacting like a parent. She's being a parent. She's, Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that was one of the residual benefits. So the, we do the jewelry that provides the job. So the women can be mothers of their families and care for their families and it supports the ministry. And so the jewelry sale not only does that, but then it also um, it also provides this the Paloma House, uh, you know, on all of the needs that that we have there, the food budgets and uh, staffing. We have a staff psychologist and we have a, a weekend staff, um, and so all that's done. Seventy percent of all of that budget is provided by jewelry sales, and so that's when we say, "Yeah, please go buy a pair of earrings because that helps our women." Please go buy a necklace, yeah. and then send a picture on post a picture on Facebook and say, "Hey, I, I bought this, you know, this this jewelry from MercyWorkshop.com." Um, and so, anyway, we've got it's that's 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 the important that's the why that's what we do. Yeah. We don't. I just don't wake up this morning and just say, "Oh, I'd love to make ten pair of earrings today." No, I want to sell ten pair of earrings so I can help you know ten women. No, absolutely. And I think there's so many when you start to slice that pie. Um, I think there's so many wonderful things that come out of those products. Um, it's an arm of prevention. So we realize that there, you know, on mm-hmm. our side of things, there are women yeah. who they're going to be really in a bad place if they don't get help quickly. How do we help them? Uh, how do we prevent them getting into that really, really dark place? Mm-hmm. Well, one of the ways we prevent that is from this job. So being able to serve as an arm of prevention. I know that also mm-hmm. works on your you know, you're giving women an alternative uh, to to a job yeah. that brings them shame and right. guilt and and a lot of crisis points. And so, you know, there's there's that. But then there's also this avenue of sustainability. Not only does it sustain them and their families, which is which is mm-hmm. super positive, but it also helps sustain the ministries. Yeah. Uh, it's just part of, you know, it's just part of it because, right. you know, ministries either have one of two choices. We either rely solely on donations and we rise and fall only by donations, which can be a scary thing. Uh, or you say, wait a minute, yeah. no, there's another opportunity mm-hmm. here to right. say, 
some of us, some of it's covered by donation and other of it is going to be covered, uh, is going to be helped out by uh, the, the sale of the products. And therefore we can put, we can feed them. We can train them. We can do all of these other things, uh, you know, as you're talking about. And our women have an opportunity to bake cakes or uh, there's an oven uh, that we actually install an Adobe oven at the end of their training yeah. period. It, uh, it supplies the funds for all of these things. Um, and then also, you know, when you also think about the other thread, it's also therapeutic. And you've said that so many times, but it's so true. Um, just doing something with your hands. Um, I've stood in your workshop on many occasions yeah. uh, watching women just quietly put beads together and put a piece of jewelry together. Mm. And there's just that, that just that working with their hands and, and there's the Christian music playing in the background and there's, you know, and there's the, mm -hmm. and so there's, there's just this still, there's a peacefulness to it. That's therapeutic. And I know for our women, if they're yeah. doing the crochet or they're making the, you know, the bags with their, there's just something in that, that working with your hands becomes a therapy. So I really think the products are such a huge part that people don't necessarily see um, when we pull back the curtain and say, look what all the products do. Yeah. They provide therapy. They yeah. provide sustainability. Yeah. They provide these these mothers mm -hmm. with the ability to be with their children and to feed their children. And it prevents them from getting into crisis points. And I mean, it's just a right. it's just a win, 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 win when you pull back the curtain and see all the really cool things that products do. Yeah. And I think if you walk along our our tables, there's very simple stuff as well as really intricate yep. uh, pieces. And that, especially with the jewelry, there uh, we have women coming. Just I mean, we just had a woman off the streets just one day. She showed up and she wants to do one day at the workshop, and we offer that. And it's so easy because they have we have simple elastic bracelets with nice beads that we say, okay, this is what you're gonna do today and they can start from scratch i mean they they, they don't have to have yeah. any background at all in anything they can come and i can put beads on a string and they can end that day having made something really beautiful mm -hmm. uh and so that right there is very therapeutic but on you know and so when you look at the journey and then you know we have more difficult pieces or more intricate pieces or more delicate pieces and so if you walk along our table you can almost see the journey of mm -hmm. of recovery in a woman's life because the other day that we have um this woman she she made a bracelet and she just designed it herself and it is the most beautiful thing and i am so excited and i was just like you just made this yourself how did you you know and she came up she wove um she wove thread in and out and added gold beads and added pearls and added some tiger's eye and um and I was like, yay, I get first dibs, you know, because yeah. I think this is beautiful. And so we tweaked her design a little bit. But even when you walk along a Mercy jewelry table, if you host a party or you host a Mercy event, and I know the same thing is with, with Dare for More products, as, I, as well as New Hope products, she always says, you know, this is our simplest bag or this is our simplest product. Yeah. And it goes along and you can almost exactly. track the recovery along, along that table. And I think it's beautiful. Oh, it, it is. And I tell stories all the time when I'm speaking about, okay, you know, th this is women can start right off the bat making these few simple things and then they can graduate and they get their skill sets get better and better and better. And you can really you can't really can you can 
you can realize, hey, this is a woman that was at the beginning of her journey. And this is a woman who's in the middle of her journey. And this is the woman who's, you know, who has really done has done a lot of work, uh, done the hard things and is really coming through. Um, so it's exciting. Uh, it, it is exciting to see. Um, and it, But at the bottom line, I tell people all the time, it's not about coffee. It's not about jewelry. It's not about bags. It's not about any of those kind of things. It's about women. And this is all a means to yeah. an end. Uh, I don't think you ever thought you would be into uh, the business of jewelry. I never thought I would be into the business of leather bags and coffee and things like that. Um, so, but it, cause this is not about that. This is about women and this is about helping women and it's about helping their children and it's about breaking cycles and it's about finding healing and it's mm -hmm. about, and it's about yeah. finding hope in Christ. And it, it, it's, it, it, it all it has a purpose to it. And it's what gets me up every morning. You know what I mean? It's it's what I it's what I love to do. And I'm so glad that God called uh called me and you into this so that we can kind of walk this journey uh with other women who are struggling and striving and and watch them find freedom. And so we wanted to just kind of come on and give everybody a little bit of an update of what we're doing, but also at the same time, what we're learning and mm -hmm. how the Lord has changed us and challenged us and moved us and, and yeah. continues to mold us. And this is why, this is why mercy workshop. That's why our verse is for we are his workmanship, Ephesians 2.10, because he's working on all of us as mm -hmm. we're sitting at the workshop. He, the Lord is changing and challenging and molding all of us. And so mm -hmm. that's what we wanted to give uh, Reba and I wanted to give everybody out there just a little bit of a, Hey, here's what we're doing, but here's what we're learning and, uh, yeah. and come alongside and learn more about mercy, learn more about there for more. No, absolutely. And, you know, I know I'm going to say this for both Allison and I, and both as we close off. Obviously, you can go on the website, buy the products, um, and that's a really awesome way to help. You can pray for us. That's an amazing way that I think everybody listening can be a part of helping uh, get mm -hmm. it done. But maybe you're like, you know what? I would really like to be, I'd really like to do something significant. You can partner. And that right there, partnership mm -hmm. is, is a massively significant way because that means we know that every month your donation is coming in and that donation is going to make a difference in the lives of the women. And so, you know, if you want to do that, if you like, you know what, man, I just feel like I want to step into this a little, a little stronger, then go to uh, dareformore.org or go to mercy. Is it mercy? Give, give it to me to make sure I get it right, Allie. Mercyworkshop.com. Mercyworkshop.com. So yeah, it's been fun today to kind of uh, catch everybody up tell you a little bit yeah. about what's going on in both of our lives. And if you ever want to come and see us in person, um, you can jump on a trip with Allie. You can jump on a trip with us. And we would love to have you join us and come and visit and just see what good things God is doing uh, in Guatemala and in the Dominican Republic. And we will see you guys next time on Rooted Deep. Thank you for listening to Rooted Deep. To learn more about Dare for More Ministries, go to dareformore.org. And look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org.